Good morning, everybody. It is the 30th of March, Thursday, the end of the quarter tomorrow. And that, of course, will herald the new U.S. results season. And there do seem to be a few brokers sweating on what earnings are going to do in this next set of results. This is the Marcus Today members podcast, general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances, which it almost certainly isn't. And we're having quite a good day today, has to be said, and we have decided to make a move in our portfolios. The market's up 73 points today, which means that the market has now bounced 3.33%, having fallen 8.9% since the beginning of February, and 6.4% since this little financial crisis happened in the US. And if you look at the technical section, there are a host of buy signals on a whole bunch of stocks, be it lithium, should have bought those Pilbara minerals after all, or the banks or resources. All of that is in the Marcus Tate section today. Have a look. But there is a simple message today, and that is that the market seems to be getting over the financial crisis. There's lots of coverage of the Senate inquiry into the Silicon Valley bank collapse at the moment with regulators in front of the House Financial Services Committee last night. Everybody has failed is the message. But I don't care about the blame blame game, nor should you. Too many people in the financial markets are always looking to blame someone for something rather than worrying about whether share prices are going up and down. But it does seem that the more they pour over the detail, the more outing of the detail that is happening, the more the markets seem to be pacified. You probably saw VIX volatility index dropping yesterday. The Dow Jones up over 300 points. The Nasdaq up 1.8%. The S&P 500 up 1.4%. A few good corporate comments or things like micro tech chip maker up 7% overnight. Europe was up 1.5%. It does seem we are getting back to our norms. And if you look at our Marcus morning morning report this morning, you'll see a chart from Reuters of the 74 basis point. That's, that's the equivalent of three interest rate moves. 74 basis point drop in two-year yields in the US in the last month. And that is about the biggest drop we have seen in a while, which again reflects this financial sector fear. And that is now recovering as well. The KBW Bank Index, which is the index in the US of all the major banks, was up 2.1% last night. And as you'll see in my section today, Marcus Take, some of the other regional banks in the US, here are some of their share price moves since this whole thing started on March the 8th. First Republic Bank down 88%, PacWest Bancorp down 65%, Western Alliance Bancorp down 52%, Comerica down 36%, Zion's Bancorp down 36%, and last night, those share prices were up 5.6%, 5.1%, 6.6%, 4.6%, and 3.64%. In other words, the market is getting over its fear. You'll also see a chart in the Marcus Take section of the US yield curve inversion, which has relaxed significantly in the last day or so. In other words, two-year bond yields suddenly going up rather than down. And I can see all the risks. I've read all the risks, tighter banking regulation, tighter lending appetite, an 
impact on growth expectations, in other words, GDP downgrades, and the risk to earnings. You've probably seen Morgan Stanley telling us this next result season is going to be risky on the earnings front. But these are all slow burn issues. What I think we have at the moment is an opportunity to make a trade out of a relief rally created by this SVB-inspired opportunity. So I am prepared to have a trade. This is not investment. There are quite a few banks, uh, sorry, buy signals around at the moment. I was almost tempted to buy some of the resources stocks, BHP's bottoming short term, and there are a bunch of others as well. But this really is a financial sectors opportunity. The market sell-off has been remarkably well contained, particularly in the US. If you look at our strategy portfolio, it's mostly exposed to the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, and they've hardly missed a beat. So the opportunity really is in the financial sector. And in that sector, I think it's time to go risk on until proven wrong, of course. This is a trade for a relief rally in financials. And I think as the market does seem to be getting over this, or as we distance ourselves without any other collapses from March the 8th when it all started. The risks are receding and the the longer we go without another event, the more relief the markets will see. So I think we need to be on the buy side rather than the sell side at the moment. And buying pullbacks, which is what we've seen in financials, is certainly a lot more palatable than buying into FOMO or hoping irrational exuberance continues. We're buying a low point, not a high point. Timing is everything. The game in the market is always to identify sentiment extremes. And I think we've got a trading opportunity here. Not investment, it's an opportunity to see a bounce back. I was talking to a professional trader, as you know, last week. I'll write up some of his stuff next week. But I was talking to a professional trader and he says the best markets are like interest rate markets, markets that are elastic bands that have enough integrity and quality to always snap back. And the bank sector is clearly one of those. The elastic bands being pulled down to the bottom of the trading range. We've seen a 12.7% fall in Macquarie, 13% in CBA, 15.9% in NAB, 11.3% in Westpac, and 13.1% in ANZ. ANZ has results on May the 4th, ex-dividend May the 15th. Westpac has results May the 8th. Don't know the dividend date yet, ex-dividend date. NAB has results May the 4th, ex-dividend on May the 10th. And I've put in the Marcus Take section today all the broker research. Not that that matters too much. But the average broker target price on ANZ is 20% above the current share price. And on Westpac and 10.6% on NAB, 5.3% below on the CBA. But... The decision today is with ANZ, Westpac and NAB coming up to their dividends. If we were ever going to strip a dividend, this is probably the time to do it or the moment to do it in this sector, assuming that this SVB financial crisis blows over and that's the bet at the moment. It could blow up at any minute. But looking for a rebound now as we seem to be getting further away without any further disasters. So in the ideas portfolio today, I could have added a whole load of stocks. I thought about adding Pilbara Minerals, BHP, Fortescue maybe, all stocks with recent buy signals. But for the moment, just to make the point, I'm not that excited about the market generally. I don't think the tide's running that hot, but I think the tide is turning on financials. So I have bought as a dividend strip exercise, ANZ, Westpac and NAB in the ideas portfolio. Could have bought a whole load of other things, but I really don't think this is a major market thing. I think it's a financial thing. 
thing and the low volatility way take advantage of that is big banks. You could be a little bit more risque buying Bank of Queensland, which has results coming up on April the 20th. Bigger yield, but more risk. But I've just stuck with the majors for the moment. And the other big development this morning is along with this theme... I have jumped in on the Macquarie-only portfolio. Macquarie's down 12.7% from the March 8th top. I think that's an opportunity. We're going to give that a go. And I have bought Macquarie this morning on the open. Now, just remember with the Macquarie-only portfolio, we're either 100% in cash or we're 100% in Macquarie. So we're now 100% in Macquarie. As I say, I think this is not investment in Macquarie. This is trying to catch a relief rally in Macquarie as the market and the financial sector starts to relax. Talking to this trader, he said one of the essential qualities of a trader is that they are decisive. We could prevaricate on Macquarie forever, but I think this is a worthwhile opportunity. On all the ideas, I will now monitor stop losses, probably at the, I'll try and put those in over the next few days, but probably keep the stop losses at the most recent lows rather than using an ATR formula or percentage formula. I think the recent lows are probably the most appropriate indicator. There are all sorts of ways to set stop losses. One of them is using resistance and support lines. So using the most recent resistance or support line, if it drop, if they drop through there, we'll probably get rid of them. So as I say, trading, not investing, and now trying to make some money out of Macquarie have gone into Macquarie in the MOP or Macquarie-only portfolio. Haven't done anything in strategy as I say, not terribly excited about the market generally. Still 40% cash. We've still got a bit of ammunition. But have a look at the charts of the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 where most of our strategy portfolio is sitting. And you'd probably be buying those charts still, has to be said. So happy with what we've got. Now, for those of you who are not likely to buy Macquarie, just understand Macquarie is being used here to time the market. And just to make the point that some members have made, we could just as well time the market through something less risky like gear, which is geared to the ASX 200. And then we don't have the Macquarie specific risk. And there obviously are specific risks with Macquarie. So you could do that instead. But as I say, Macquarie moves about twice as much as the market in both directions. So it's a bit like buying gear. It's a bit like buying an ETF geared two times to the ASX 200. But because this little disaster has fallen, particularly in the financial sector, Macquarie seems better than just buying a geared market ETF. So quite a bit of action this morning, buying the three major banks for a dividend strip, trying to time a dividend strip and buying Macquarie. I think we'll get a trade out of that instead of sitting in cash at the moment. Just to make the point, the idea with the Macquarie only portfolio is if we can make 10% out of Macquarie in a trade by timing it correctly, if we can, that's all most income investors are looking for during a year or even a lot of larger investors are looking for a 10% return a year. If I could guarantee a 10% return every year to Marcus Today members and set up a fund to do that, I'd be hit with billions if I could guarantee 10%. So if we can make 10% out of Macquarie here, probably in quite a short time frame if it goes to plan, you can see why we have set up the Macquarie only portfolio. Anyway, let's see what happens. In Henry's take, he bought some WB yesterday talks about Lion Town Resources. You may have seen the, the bid from Albemarle is at $2.50. I 
was it Citibank yesterday saying they thought the bid should be $3? That should get Liontown talking. And this morning, Bell Potter have a valuation of $3.35. Macquarie's raised its target price to $3. And there is chatter around that if Liontown is worth that, then a producer with $2 billion of cash like Pilbara Minerals must be worth a heck of a lot more than it's currently priced at. Henry also talks about the RBA question, what they do on Tuesday. The consensus seems to be that they will pause and will have one more rate rise sometime this year. Henry also talks about the Harry Kane portfolio. Have a read of that in his section. Henry also has his market outlook paragraph today. He says he has a simple view. We're going to see an April rally and then we'll be selling in May and going away. And that's about it. A few other little things going on. Patriot Battery Metals PMT up 9% today on some drill results. Macquarie has pushed this one from the beginning. The assumption is that they will be looking to raise some capital at some point. Macquarie is sitting in the front row for a deal there. Bank of America says cash is a compelling alternative to stocks. The AFR has written up that comment. Morgan Stanley is fearful of the March quarter results season starting around April the 14th. Capital Economics has got a piece of research out upgrading their Chinese GDP forecast for this year from 5.5% to 6.5%. They say the momentum post the end of COVID economic recovery has continued. Goldman Sachs has a target price of, sorry, a GDP forecast of 6.0%. There's some chatter about the old afterpay, SQ2 or Block, which is continuing to recover from this shorting attack. And despite buying three of the banks today, UBS has downgraded banks today and downgraded their target prices, saying things are going to get a little tighter in the banking sector. I think that's inevitable. They are two weeks late with that downgrade. Have a look at the technical scans section today. Resources featuring with a bunch of buy signals, BHP, Fortescue. By the way, if banks are going to rally as the market fears less about a bank collapse, then gold is probably going to peak out. No sign of that happening technically yet. Newcrest and the gold sector overbought at the moment. Buy signals also on Allchem, some uranium stocks, S32, Illumina, to mention a few. Right, that's about it. As I leave you, market up 71, having a good day. Dow futures not quite so flash, down 24 at the moment. NASDAQ futures slightly lower as well. And that's about that. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.